0: Hey, Gwen. Hey, Sonic, Chris. Sonic Mania came out.
1: Did it? I yep. haven't heard a single thing. JK, i well, heard everything. People are fucking excited about that game, yeah. man.
0: People are super excited about that game. Do, do you know why? Because,
1: um... Tell me, Chris.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just 2D Sonic the Hedgehog. And people have wanted that for a while. And the reason I bring up Sonic and the reason that a few days ago I was like, I want to talk about Sonic is purely because i was talking to a friend of mine who i went to visit on uh, monday and i stopped myself midway for a sentence because it was like he was super excited about sonic mania and i was he was like oh i hope it's good and i said and i cut myself off midway through saying i mean how much can you fuck up a sonic game like and i was i got i mean how much and then i was like what the there's like 20 years of Sega proving how much you can fuck up a Sonic game over and over and over Sega's, again.
1: Sega has done a masterclass on how to fuck up a Sonic game. Right?
0: And my brain just started whirring at that point of being like, why have they, how have they done this? And
1: like, they could shoot the moon, they could make a worse one. They could be like, you know how the, there was that one kid on the SATs that literally got the worst possible score? And in a way, it's like shooting the moon. Maybe they could make the single worst. This would be interesting, actually. Like, let's make the worst platformer in existence. Like, the entire game is a tutorial, you know.
0: Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric is the most recent one. That was the most recent one that came out, and that's 32 on Metacritic. (laughs)
1: Jesus. Like,
0: when that came out, it was like... It was like a wonder to the internet when it came out as to like, this game is so broken. And yet <laughs> here I am buying it. And this, is, mm. this was all part of my brain worrying away. Cause I remember before Sonic Boom came out, the new character designs came out and the internet laughed and yeah, they were kind of weird, but they were different. And you could see Sonic were making, uh, Sonic, Sonic Team we were attempting to make Sonic a little more kid-friendly again, as opposed to the sort of edgelord, Shadow the Hedgehog weirdness that they'd kind of been going with for a little while. And it was like, okay, so they're going for a more kid-friendly, happy-go-lucky joke kind of route. Just like, yeah, that makes sense. And that was the first time I remember seeing a Sonic game and going, huh, that feels like what I thought I enjoyed about Sonic. And then the game came out and it was broken as hell. Like it was crazy broken. To the point that, like, I remember watching people play it when it came out, and people discovered this weird glitch where if you did uh, one of the characters, Knuckles, super jump and press pause and unpause when he was, like, the the height of his super jump, you could keep super jumping forever and just leave the map (laughs) and go wherever you wanted in the weird world of Sonic Boom. It's amazing. yeah, Yeah, it was amazing, but... It came out later on that it was like the studio making it were rushed by Sega to get the game out, which got my brain worrying even more where I was like, why the Why are you rushing this game? Who is waiting for this game? It's not like <laughs> Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed where people expect this to come out and people demand it. It's like, like right, look at Nintendo, right? People right. are super wanting a Zelda game to come out or they're super wanting a Mario game to come out. There's demand for that way above anything you could say there is with Sonic the Hedgehog. And yet they take their time. They'll take ages making a new big Mario game. Or they'll take ages making this new yeah, big Zelda game but to I get mean, it right. The,
1: the thing that pushes you to market isn't uh, necessarily your consumers claiming for your product. Because like, the Nintendo knows if they wait on Mario people will still want mario whereas if you wait long enough on sonic people will forget that sonic exists so there is kind of that (laughs) i guess um and you also like the the reason you take something to market is usually like we need money (laughs) i I get the feeling nintendo has deeper pockets than sega and sega's like
0: yeah i mean sega's
1: probably like yo guys you can't spend eight years on sonic what do you got? And there's also the reality of killing something by shipping it. Sometimes you have a product that is so bad um, and you know like committing another year or two is only going to move the needle so much and you're like we just need to kill this. And so in that yeah. moment you ha- you make a choice. You're like am I going to kill this by canceling it or am I going to kill this by just fucking shipping it like immediately. I'm just gonna
0: fuck it. Get some money out of it. Put it out.
1: <laughs> and that's killing by shipping is like a, a thing in the industry so wow. it sounds like this might have been killed by shipping i mean that example maybe but then there's there's another
0: there's another wrinkle in the sonic the hedgehog things this is like we were talking about me thinking about like wearing shorts or trousers for a sandwich last week this is like <laughs> that was sonic riveting. the hedgehog yeah it was riveting people responded well to that it was the, on uh, <laughs> the twitter
1: my yeah. god the twitter exploded with yeah, conversations like about pants and also sandwiches <laughs> but yeah
0: anyway but my brain dedicated for at least like a portion of a day and now real estate into thinking about sonic the hedgehog a character that i enjoyed as a child and have had a weird fascination with ever since based on how weird they've made this character like in the same way everyone i think a lot of games journalists and people that talk about Sonic are like what's going on with Sonic like at what point were they like yeah Shadow the Hedgehog we're gonna make him and in his game he's gonna have a gun and he's gonna (laughs) ride a motorbike it's like you look at it and it's like this is a basic lack of understanding of what I think anyone liked about Sonic the Hedgehog I don't know
1: man (laughs) I feel like I could totally see going like somebody some executive that doesn't have Yeah. Sonic in their heart goes to like a focus tested group of like 10 year olds. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, kids, kids, kids. What do you, what do you think is cool? Do you think this character is cool? No, what would make him cooler? Guns? Sweet. <laughs> okay, give him a gun. Uh, What else would make him cooler? Oh, Say motorcycles? Cold. Gone. <laughs> He's on a motorcycle. I mean, the, I Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite was a game that was supposed to be super narrative in, and like kind of, I don't call it artsy, but it, we weren't going for like the call of duty crowd necessarily yeah. but uh after focus testing different cover art we ended up with a cover like the feedback we got was make the gun bigger put booker in front <laughs> yeah put like, the dude the, front and center looking at you with the gun with a big gun yeah. preferably turned around and looking back over God, his I shoulder remember
0: that i remember this obviously ages before i knew you i remember that whole controversy with the the press being like what the fuck is this cover like what
1: has this got to do with the game
0: and then that whole conversation being had of like this is focus tested and stuff like that
1: yeah and i mean that converse like we had that same conversation in the studio we're like what the fuck is going on and they're just (laughs) like this isn't
0: representative of this game you know
1: and they're like you know what's going on we gotta marketing has to sell your fucking artsy bullshit that's what's going on so you're gonna we're reversible
0: cover bitches
1: (laughs) we're not putting uh you know, we we're about to put up a billboard in New York, which it was like that was on a billboard. On It was the side of a building in New York. Wow. Right. In, in a couple of places, I think, too, like Berlin and L.A. and shit. Like we were on the on a skyscraper. And they're like, we're not going to put your artsy bullshit on a skyscraper. We're going to market test this. We're going to go up with something that people like because this is a lot of money. And when you look at it like that, you're like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay that's
0: <laughs> I get it that's reasonable <laughs> you won't be able to buy it because you've spent a lot of money on it I get it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's fair okay yeah. I, want, like, I want I want to get paid so that, cool.
0: that, that that I get like I get that side of it but it it's like with Sonic it feels like this game Sonic mania got announced and people went crazy for it because the it's got a developer pedigree of it's made by people that used to make fan games basically and they did a really good job making these fan games they went on to make the port of sonic cd for ios and sonic 1 and 2 for ios and they got considered like the best versions of those games like better than the original because of the little tweaks and stuff that they made to it and so it had a lot of pedigree but also it looked like 2d sonic it felt like 2d sonic and it played like 2d sonic which so many people have been saying oh you should just make because all this stuff you've made for like 20 years has kind of sucked. And so you remember what we like about Sonic? It was just that. You don't seem to have ever developed that. So maybe just just do another one of them. And that is, it's got a bunch of cool little new things. Like if you've played a bunch of Sonic in, it's got cool new stuff in it. It's running off like its own custom engine, which is all part of these guys like original thing that got them working with Sega was they like it can run at a solid si- like 60 frames per second and all this cool stuff a that a makes Sonic a platformer. Better. How does yeah. it
1: not run it? It should run it. Like, Sonic a never 2D. did. <laughs> Back on <laughs> the Mega Drive. That was well, not yeah. a thing.
0: <laughs> and you right. played like newer versions of it as well before they made ports of it. it they were just ports and it was like man this plays not well. Because <laughs> it didn't. And uh uh, anyway and
1: my, no, my... I, I feel you but i like i i if i was sega um uh-huh. i would look at the marketplace right now uh and the fucking shit ton of 2d platformers out there and there's well, a shit yeah. ton and they're, they're not all. making like it's to the point where publishers are giving you serious if y- you have a death wish pitch a 2d platformer to a publisher right now right <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> as an indie
0: studio particularly
1: yeah, there. Well, any like, oh please, like a three D, like a if you're a major studio making a two D platformer, what are you? <laughs> well,
0: admittedly, yeah, where, that would be where like, where is the money going?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so like, and and then that's not to diminish the there are two D platformers that are extraordinary. Oh, yeah, some great ones. Right? Oh my god, like, it, like two point five D. I guess you would argue Inside is, but oh my god, like that's phenomenal. Like, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of incredible stuff, especially in the indie space for two D platformers, but it is a crowded market. Yeah. And uh it, I could definitely see be being nervous about entering that market, especially when the three D three mar- D platformer market is a lot more open. I mean you got what, ukulele, eventually you're gonna have uh uh Psychonauts too, but I mean the I I would look at one market that has fucking nothing, and another market uh well not only does Three d platformers like there's fewer of them so the there's less competition you also have just that uh uh the, it's a bar that a lot of these smaller studios can't hit yet like um play dead yeah, would have no, to have a much larger staff to make it. I'm sorry, I'm geeking out, but like the the point is like I could get, I see where Sega's coming from being like we're not gonna make a two d sonic it's not,
0: it's not even that it's not even making a two d sonic like to me, this feels like a sort of everyone's there's a, a heaps of praise on it, but I think a lot of the heaps of praise is also just that it isn't shit. Like, it's like, oh, this is like Sonic the Hedgehog that I liked 20 years ago. Like, great, awesome. <laughs> it's actually good. Whereas, I, it's like, okay, so Sonic Boom, I will reference that again and again. As the time I saw so- 3D Sonic the Hedgehog, I kind of dug the character designs. I kind of dug the world, like the humor, the whole thing. Like, I, it wasn't, Like I was blown away and in love with it, but it's the first time I saw a Sonic game come out that I was like, all right, that feels like Sonic the Hedgehog or at least what my perception of Sonic the Hedgehog is. Mm
1: -hmm. And it feels
0: like you have grasped again what people liked about Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a big thing about this Sonic Mania. Like you watch the launch trailer they did for it, which is like an animated thing. It's like one minute long but it just perfectly encapsulates everything about sonic that i think everyone loved which was like he's just a fun little guy and dr robotnik's messing with him and it's like cool i get it cool but it just it, it it i don't understand the years of trying to evolve it in ways that just don't like i it just doesn't make any sense to me gwen i don't i know i know there's reasons and there are people that like these games but it, mm-hmm. it's, it's craziness to me when it's like, you know what Sonic the Hedgehog needs? He needs a human lady who <laughs> towers above him, who is also a love interest of his. And they kiss at one point. That's what Sonic the Hedgehog needed. It needed that plot.
1: It's like, it didn't need any plot. Like, like what's the plot of Mario? Like, it's just like... Well, he is trying to save Peach, which is a chick that towers over him and they kiss at one yeah, point. Yeah, but they're at least so, like humanoid. Literally... <laughs>
0: <laughs> like there's that but you know what I mean though like that was not the plot Sonic was not just trying to save this girl there's a lot going on in Sonic the Hedgehog 6 with cosmic powers and like a million characters and like that like uh it's yeah I I, I don't get what Sega don't get about Sonic the Hedgehog and it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't annoy me as much as it does because I don't even care that much about Sonic the Hedgehog i played sonic mania last night uh in co-op and first of all co-op is still trash like i know people love it but like if you're playing as tails you just vanish off the screen every five seconds and you're like oh i don't do anything now okay sonic's just running along cool i'm back okay i'll try and do something again and I, i i enjoyed watching my girlfriend play it more than i enjoyed playing it myself she loves sonic the hedgehog so I yeah. enjoyed watching her enjoy it and I like how it looks and how the music is amazing and all that stuff. But yeah, there you go. That's my very brief, well not brief, it's been 15 minutes, but that's I my, say,
1: uh, that's my what's, brain What's the long dump. form version of this? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Chris just Light like, has opinions. I'm trying to boil <sighs> down your opinion too. And it's basically like, from what I can tell, you're saying the game's good, but fuck, it should have been good for a long time. I'm basically, just mad it hasn't been gooder. Basically, in the past. I'm just like, I
0: feel like there's a lack of understanding of what Sonic the he- what made Sonic the Hedgehog okay. popular. That's you feel all. Um, like,
1: do you feel like the bar was lowered by all these shitty Sonics, and that this new one is clearing a, a low bar? Is that what you're kind of saying?
0: I don't even think this new one's clearing a low bar. I feel Well, I to me, it just Ooh. feels like they've released hot, hot take. <laughs> i think this game is just it's as good as sonic used to be it's like if and and even then there's things in it that i think like oh geez again like you're playing fucking green hill zone again i'm like you do not load up the new mario game and you're playing world one one every single game
1: dude you little you load up the new mario game and i think you're playing in like new york and all kinds of crap man. yeah
0: it's like they're They're doing all sorts of shit mario you expect that from mario now you have your new super mario brothers games that were like that but that was like that you had that as well as like Mario Galaxy and stuff like that, so it's like, ah shit, I don't know, Gwen, I don't know why I care so much about Sonic I don't I don't care but then, but then I'm looking at games right in front of me and I've got Sonic 06 just sitting there because it's like one of the worst games ever, and I thought I should own that. So here I am, Gwen, worried about Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: We could loop this back to, like, an actual conversation and talk about it. Because I'm, I'm, I do think it's, I do think the 2D platformer market is super crowded. Okay. Uh, And super dangerous. There's a fear in the market right now about single-player games. Mm. Hmm. Now, we've touched
0: on this before. And as I discussed last week with Titanfall 2 and its single-player campaign, I loved it. I love those kind of games. Like a first-person shooter, single-player big story. That's like Mm -hmm. my favorite of genres. And we have touched on, but only briefly before that that's kind of a dying art.
1: Not a dying art, it's just, it's a so a game a narrative game like Bioshock Infinite or maybe Dishonored is a more, like Dishonored 2 came out recently. People in the industry noticed that Dishonored 2 did not make as much money as perhaps would be expected or projected mm. um and that's uh, that's contributing to i think a larger fear and a narrative in among game developers right now that like making a single player game with a narrative um is risky is more risky than making other games in and in, like mm. in an incredibly risky industry that is yet more risky because it takes a lot of money to make a narrative experience like that, um, to build a whole world for only one person. And uh, narrative... Single-player games don't have the kind of um, natural discoverability that multiplayer games do. You buy a multiplayer game and, and you want to play with your friend. You want to share it with them. Uh, you buy a single-player game and you don't necessarily have that need to share it with your friend. Um, also, they're they're usually not like... There's nothing that keeps pulling you back to keep playing it a lot of the times, especially in a narrative game. So you, you generally have this experience, you play through it once. So you you might see your buddy playing Dishonored 2, they'll play through it once but then they'll never go back and play it again so it's not constantly present in your Steam. Uh, when you're looking at what your friends are doing, you're not constantly seeing them playing Dishonored 2. So it's just not there in your brain um, as a potential thing that you should be buying. Like I, in in general, they're uh... I I do think it's risky to make a a single player game. Well, I mean,
0: I even referenced Titanfall 2 again, but I mean, I'm playing that pretty much every day, but I'm playing the multiplayer pretty much every day for like half hour or something. And the other part of it is I'm spending more money on it because there's little things in there where there was like your little player portrait thing. They had for £1.39 a pack of them that included one with a couple of raccoons just kind of messing around. And I was like, I want to have a couple of raccoons messing around for £1.39 thirty nine. So I purchased that. And that's like like with Overwatch. I've probably spent the same amount, if not more, that I did on buying the game a year ago on loot boxes. Whereas in the single-player campaign of Titanfall 2, there is nothing more for me to buy. I've done that now, and I will probably maybe play that again, but there's no more tale for a developer or a publisher to get out of me on that, as opposed to something like lawbreakers or something that's just come out exactly you could could, there's all sorts of you just expect that now like i loaded up lawbreakers and was like there's crates or whatever it is they call them of things you can buy the cosmetic things and little things like that that you're like yeah yeah i i I just expect that now
1: Mm -hmm. and i like if titanfall was only a single player game how would they get more money out of it well the way they would do it is they would write more story come out with a dlc with a lot more art and a lot more story and that would be mm. very expensive to produce whereas making a loot crate i'm like shit bitch you're just this is stuff already in the game you know you uh, in an yeah. evergreen game that people are constantly replaying so you don't really have to make new content really uh we're nowhere near as much new content so so there's there's uh Making a, a narrative game or a single player game like that does almost feel like... Uh, I would be afraid if that went away because those are my favorite games. But I definitely see why people are afraid of making them now. I think it's important to have a game that has legs, that keeps people coming back and playing. And, and personally, like the I do love those narrative experiences. Um, but they are very expensive to produce. And when you're a very small studio like we are, uh, we six people are not going to make... Uh, a 20-hour game that is beautiful and well-written and uh i mean maybe someone's gonna prove me wrong there but like it's very difficult to make uh, a very long beautiful narrative game um it takes a lot of money and a lot of resources up front um whereas if you make a game something like a roguelike like we made you can start with much less content and because everything's randomly generated you can add more content as you get money you can kind of uh grow the game in a different way i'm not articulating this very well at all um
0: (laughs) you're doing fine
1: it's the difference so if you make a game that is a story a linear story you have to make that entire story when you make a game that has that randomly combines pieces you can add more pieces later um and mm. you can make the game bigger later and the the ability to make the game bigger um, and and to scale how much game you have relative to your funding is huge and is super yeah. beneficial if you're an indie especially cuz like you'll get some money from the kickstarter and then you can go into early access and then you can get money from early access and reinvest in the game and make the game bigger and uh, that's um that's a huge that's a strategy i think is very successful and i think that's why um, if you look at how clay operates and a lot of the indies in our space operate, I mean, I think that's considered one of the smarter things to do right now. Mm.
0: I'd think so. And I, it's interesting just from a sort of developer perspective in ways that you can still tell a story that you want to tell and st- and create the game that you want to create, but do it in a way that it has that replay value and stuff like that. So like, for example, Flame in the Flood, or I think it's something like *Enter the Gungeon, which is designed to be played over and over and over and over and over over again to get better and better and better and see more of the game and keep playing it, but still has narrative things and stuff that's cool and interesting and kind of scratches that itch at the same time.
1: Yeah, there's definitely... um... I, there's definitely a lot of room to innovate in that space too i think in how to tell a narrative story emergent gameplay obviously but like e- even in just how to tell um a narrative with random elements or branching narratives i think are going to be uh i i think there's a lot of room for innovation there i'm i'm not the one to do that innovation but i i'm excited to see what, what we do if anything an that's industry.
0: probably i mean it's come out it's come as a monetary reality of just creating these Ridiculously beautiful looking top tier video games, but like it feels like there is a lot of positives to potentially come from that rather than just sort of retreading the same kind of game over and over again. It's like, okay, well, how can someone have that same experience whilst at the same time they want to play this thing over and over again?
1: Oh, yeah, man, constraints are lovely. Um, can it's uh, what. There was a, an expression I heard one time that um, there's a reason why haiku is beautiful and sonnets are beautiful and freeform poetry is boring. It's Sometimes mm. the constraints are what add the interest. Constraints are what help you be, come up with creative solutions and solve things in different ways. And so, yeah, I mean, I the idea that a game... The, like, the problem set of, hey, make a really brilliant, interesting narrative also... Uh, it has to be something that can, you can invest in over time and it has to be like placed in a roguelike or something. How do you solve that? I think that's an interesting problem.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's weird because it's like you're, the initial reaction, I guess, is to see the decline of the sort of, I don't know, like Deus Ex or Bioshock Infinite or something like that. Just this big game that's just like this is the experience single player enjoy it and be like (laughs) ah that sucks (laughs) i like those but at the same time there's a big opportunity for growth and new which is only a positive right
1: um yeah I mean, you, you already hit on the negative and then said there's only positive, so I don't really know where to go. But uh, the <laughs> the negative would be like, yeah, I, I want all the games. I still want well, my narrative yeah, experiences I mean, too, yeah. In a dream but, um, world. <laughs> totally.
0: Hmm. Interesting stuff, Gwen Frey.
1: It is interesting. Should we wrap this up, Chris Light?
0: We probably should, right? Yeah, because I'm out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shout about Sonic the Hedgehog more.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I think we did. Enough of that. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, and you've been in the Dialogue Box.